Disclaimer, we know nothing really about Formula One. Sometimes we make wild accusations and wild ideas based on only what we think might be true. I like to be very clear in the fact that we are not experts and we have no idea what we're talking about. Welcome to F1 Purple Rain with me, Dom. And me, Ryan. And this week, we actually have a race to talk about. Yeah. The uh, Grand Prix. We waited all year for a decent race. And we finally delivered. I'll correct you there. It's not the Brazil Grand Prix. It's the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Which is in Brazil. Just saying that's the official name. All right. Are we going to go with only official names now? Because looking back at our podcast, we've been doing whatever we like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's the only one that's deserved the real name. We're going to stick with it. That's that's exactly the reason. Well, if we want to go down that road, it should be Autodromo Jose Carlos Pace Sao Paulo. Mm-hmm. Uh, not forgetting um, Heineken. Yeah, we have to drop in the Heineken. Yeah, yeah. Formula and, if Heineken. Heineken, and if Heineken want to sponsor this podcast, I am more than welcome. Yeah, bring it on. Yeah, I am a connoisseur of Heineken. Yeah. They're really pushing 0% alcohol. Have you seen most yeah. adverts now? are just like... But here yeah. in Germany, it's really popular. Like, really, really popular. Like, uh, they sell in, by crates of beer. Um, what's, what do we call it in England? Shandy. But... They Sorry, but crate in crates here. They love it. You mean, you mean fake beer? Yeah. So we they have everything. They have zero fake beer. They have why candy, would you, which is two percent, and then they have real beer. Why would you drink beer <laughs> other other than to get drunk? Yeah, like why would you drink beer if you're not, if you're not going to get drunk? Uh, maybe like, you have to drive. Just have a fucking dad cook or something, or like a Fanta. It's called Uber. It's twenty first century. Yeah. Or just get the fucking Uber, yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't think I've ever met anyone who's had a good time going. Oh, what are you drinking? Just on that my fifth not percent beer. Oh, having a great laugh. Fuck off, you weirdo. Get out. <laughs> I don't mind the occasional shandy, but uh, definitely. Why would you drink it with zero? But hey, if Heineken want to promote us, I'll promote the hell out of zero percent beer. Yeah, I was just about to say though. You know, <laughs> I've only heard people say the positive things about Heineken not percent beer. Yeah, exactly. After you've just ripped into 0%, after you want Heineken to get on board. <laughs> like, good advertising. You know what? You know when Heineken's Heineken 0%'s best enjoyed? Being in, being in an Audi. Yeah, Audi. If you're looking for any social media content, we're your guys. We can't <laughs> wait to see Audi on the grid. Yep, I've been looking for it ever since I was born. Yeah. I speak a little German. I'll be perfect. I can cover both accounts. We're um, hook up with Spassionville. So let's be honest, we'll be some sort of advisor, if not driver for you. Yeah, exactly. He's not ruling it out. Nope. So, Audi and Heineken, you know where we are. I wonder if they go all German, like a Hulkenberg Vettel, get a couple of experienced people in. I don't think Mick will be back for a while, if ever. 
Well, 2026, isn't it? They're going to be in, so Mick could be back in. Yeah, but he needs to be. I mean, he needs to do what Alvin did. He needs to be a reserve driver somewhere. And apparently, the time apparently he's, he's linked with Mercedes. Mick. Yeah, well, I suppose a, they. I suppose they can afford his <laughs> his damage budget. Yeah. <laughs> Who, if you guys didn't know, is the top of uh, top spender when it comes to crashes. Surprisingly, he's outscored Latifi. Yeah. I think I think Mick Schumacher has more career points than the TV, doesn't he? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Embarrassing. Should we jump so in? Yes. yes, welcome to the Brazil Grand Prix. And they're going to say its real name: the Lewis Hamilton Grand Prix. Will we just skip over Dom's news. Nope, not to Dom's news. <laughs> Welcome to Tom's News. Well, we covered it slightly already, but uh, Mick Schumacher does not have a seat with Haas next year. It has been confirmed. And Nico Hulkenberg is back again as the best sub in F1. Every time he comes back in, he does well. What's your thoughts on it, mate? Um, ah, I'd say it's probably, it's probably a bit right, though, because like, Mick Schumacher hasn't been great. Since he's got the half seat, he's put in some good performances, but he hasn't been consistent enough, has he? No. And it, it doesn't help that he just keeps smashing up every single part of the car that they keep designing for him. You know, he had a really interesting fight with Matt with Mazepin last year. And then they bring in Kevin Magnussen, which we thought probably would have calmed down a wee bit. You know, Kevin's a an older an older driver. You know, he's been around, done it, but he still just makes stupid mistakes. Stupid mistakes. And keeps spinning the car, and it doesn't help that he's called Schumacher. No, I mean, I'm sure he brought lots of sponsors, but uh, he needs to, the car needs to be finishing races, doesn't it? Yeah, it's all well, well bringing sponsors, but when you're not scoring any points and not contributing to the constructors, or you know, was basically his money from the sponsors just paying for his damage. Yeah, exactly. And with the budget caps and some teams actually sticking to the rules, a small team that's, like Haas. Let's not afford- go down that. Let's not go down that rabbit hole again. Well, we're in Dom's news. <laughs> I don't know how much we've discussed it. I don't think, I think we only brushed over it and just touched that. Well, without going down that road, then. But uh, I mean, a small team like Haas, they can't afford to be pushing half their budget on. Repairs. No, can't. It's nowhere. I mean, it's a private team, isn't it? It's not. Um, it's not one of these big ones. Yeah, definitely. When they're trying to fight Alfatari for what eighth place in the constructors, isn't it? So, you no. Know, yeah. 13, 13, million or something that that equates to that one position. So, I mean, as we're getting closer towards the end of the year now, we can like some teams came out of the box really look really quick. I mean, we even said Alfatari at the beginning of the year looked pretty good. We said Haas looked pretty good at the beginning of the Alpha, year. Alfa Romeo as well. And Romeo, yeah, these teams look really strong at the beginning of the year. I mean, Bottas put in some really good performances. Magnussen put in some good performances. Um, and we were talking quite highly of Gasly and um, Sonora as well, but it's just they've just fallen away. And even though we have... And I imagine that's just down to resources. I mean, the budget cap's one thing, but if you've got the resource already in place to facilitate you, you you're not spending the extra money, do you know what I mean? If you've already yeah. got 
the five million pound wind tunnel. I mean, the wind tunnel is not a good example because they limit the time you can use that. But that doesn't mean they don't already have. Do you know what I mean? This manufacturer, or they have all these parts that can already make these things work. Getting someone else to do it, do you know, which costs more money. Like, yeah, exactly. Already got the infrastructure to to develop the car. It's, of course, it's going to cost you less. Like, whereas other teams have to outsource, which is like ridiculous. Yeah, sure was it there photo. Was it after FP1 in Brazil where Haas were using a Ferrari wheel? Steering wheel in their car? Ah, yeah. In their car. yeah. I mean, they're on hand-me-downs. It's like, it's like when your poor cousins come around your house and your mum digs out your old clothes. Uh, oh, it's some socks and pants here. It might fit him. Oh, it's like when you're in school and your parents buy uniform and it's massive and you go, oh, well, you'll grow into it. <laughs> like, well, I fuck. Yeah. Has you'll grow you'll go into it. This was this steering wheel was too big for us. You'll get used to it. Yeah, you'll drive it. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, proper hand-me-downs. Did you see that um the, the Red Bull engineers came out and said that they reckon ex-Red Bull engineer came out um and says that he reckons that Max Verstappen is technically still weak compared to the Sebastian Vettel. Technically still weak? Yeah, this is um Sebastian Vettel's head engineer that was with him when he won the four world titles and uh, he's basically came out and said Seb's definitely better um, technically. I mean Seb I think is was better technically um, it's just funny to see. Like, yeah like, well uh, like Seb, Seb and them like four years was yeah on, he was on, yeah, untouchable. I mean it just it was, the plan with, with Seb back then was just be out by a mile don't even have to race anyone and that was how I thought the four years went. <laughs> yeah, literally, like the first like ten laps where he just yeah. he, he would just push like. Yeah, they were always telling him to stop going for the triple. Yeah, was the grand slams because he'd always yeah. be like, said stop going for fastest lap. <laughs> gonna break the car. So what well, was it in Monaco where he had set two fastest laps and had to tell him to stop in his third attempt because he wouldn't get any points for it? And his, and his reply was, "Yeah, but satisfaction." <laughs> He's come out now and said that he wants to be remembered not for his world titles, but he wants to be remembered for his kindness. <laughs> yeah, multi two one Seb, multi two uh, one. I mean, let's not forget you running Mark Webber. <laughs> yeah, <the road>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were told to hold second. You were told to hold second place, and then yeah. just went fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Only you. you run Mark Webber off the road. You run him out the team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That ended that probably ended Mark Webber's career. But yeah, nice guy Seb. I mean, he has definitely gone through an image change. I mean, he grew his hair somehow. He's now Yeah, he's, yeah. Him, him and Hamilton have had remarkable like remarkable hair growth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They older, they got more yeah, hair. Yeah. <laughs> clearly they were balding. Because you see how you see photos like Hamilton from like twenty like two like two thousand and nine. 2010, where he has like no hair and he's like 25. Yeah, yeah exactly. And now, now he's like 34. He has these like little just big huge locks. Massive trend locks. Yeah. Same with Seb. Like they've just gone super long hair very discreetly. And he was definitely going bald as well. Yeah, yeah mad. Well, I don't want to go any more news without ruining what we're going to discuss about in the race because there's a lot to discuss about in the race. Uh, that was a very, very quiet weekend, I thought. Yeah, very quiet indeed. Let's jump in, mate. Let's jump in. Yeah, let's jump in. 
And obviously, this was a sprint weekend. Plus. One of the and, I, and I'm going to say this is possibly the best sprint weekend we've seen. And by possibly, possibly, I mean it was. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what about Hamilton sprint in Brazil last year? Yeah, for a single driver, that was great. But like... <laughs> That's a fair one. And to be honest, we're talking about this year, so... Yeah, like that, like last year's Brazil, Brazil sprint was all just one, we're watching one driver. Yeah. Like, this was yeah, a, head this and shoulders was... above anyone, but this in general's weekend was brilliant. everything. It had a mental qualifying, it had a really good sprint race, really, really good sprint race, and then had a very interesting race, which obviously we will discuss. Yeah. Should we just do a quick rundown of the quality? I mean, there's some big points in quality to go through. I'll start with uh, I'll start with the penalties. So in the penalties from qualifying, the only really one penalty that was taken through was signs was penalised five grid five grid places for the Grand Prix. So no matter where he qualified today, he was going to drop five. That was it. So I mean, considering there's only this race and one more race for the end of the season, you think they're trying to do the power units maybe a bit earlier and then leave it with the last two races. But that's yeah. Ferrari. Yeah, that's like they're fighting for second place in the constructors or second place in the drivers yeah, as well. Let's take those penalties now. Yeah, that's still a really no. still a really important time of the season. Yeah. So in at twentieth. Uh, the driver with no seat next year, Michael Schumacher. That's right. It's not Nicholas Atifi. Uh, it's not Michael Schumacher. It is Mick Schumacher. Wow. Mick Schumacher. One of it says his passport is Michael, but he goes as Mick. That, I don't know. We have to call like Michael Schumacher Jr. Then. Heard it here first. <laughs> yep, and I'm sure that no one has ever thought us before. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a mixed condition. So if anyone did, didn't watch it and you're relying on us, God help you. But <laughs> it, it was wet, to say the least. And drying, um, yeah, it was drying. So it was actually like a decent wet session, whereas the rest of the year we've had wet sessions and it's just been red flag. Sit down and get a cup of tea because you're going to sit here for three hours. Nothing will happen. In at number 19... Yuki Tsunoda uh, is all about basically who was out last, but some people will get into grips with it, some won't. Valtteri Bottas, who's normally pretty good around here, in at 18. Then in at 17, Jan... Jan? 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 I think we, 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 like him, we like combine his name and then January. Yeah, why not? We might January, have, you! We got his January, name wrong you. at the start of the yeah. season. We must have gone out at the end with it wrong as well. Yeah, we'll just add another name in there. Yeah. January, you! <laughs> January, you <laughs> big shock in at 16. Nicholas Latifi is career high qualifying in the Q2. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he at one stage first? He was, yeah, with like a couple minutes left. I and bet he was sitting there in his car just shitting himself, like, oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, didn't want to go out again. He might crash. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm not going out. This is this is me. This is me. I've got this. I've got this. <laughs> then, weather specialist Lance Stroll, woo, <laughs> who had a one, who had a Maldonado sort of qualifying once in his life, and that was it. Daniel Ricciardo in at 14, Sebastian Vettel in at 13, 
Pierre Gasly in at 12. And Alex Albon also was looking really good out there, but in at 11. Yeah, yeah not bad from Alex Albon. It's interesting to see that that could be where the uh, Williams is if they didn't have an absolute idiot driving the other car. Do you want me to continue? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't see a qualifying show today, right, so. Okay. Uh, then in at ten is a DNF. Charles Leclerc. Charles, wow, okay. Charles Leclerc in at number nine. Is that because say? Charles Leclerc went out on the end? There's no one else who's done in the written softs. <laughs> Yeah, no, actually, the, the real reason is Charles Leclerc drives for Ferrari. And um, did, did you see the photo? Everyone else is not doing. Yeah, did you see the photo um, at the beginning of Q3 when all the cars are lined up ready to go out? And that everybody else is on softs apart from Charles Leclerc's and Inters, but his visor's up. And you just see him looking into his, into his, into his mirrors, just staring at everyone else on, on softs. He must have been like, what the fuck? Am I doing sitting here on enders? Like fuck me. Uh, just it's just classic Ferrari. I think even when he changed his tires, they weren't ready for him, so he had a slow stop as well. Like unbelievable. Nothing worse. Like you think a slow stop in a race is bad? How about a slow stop in qualifying when you have like three minutes left to fucking do something? Ferrari are an, are an embarrassment. So funny. It's pretty obvious what you do in those conditions. You know it's drying. You can see the data is improving. You send the car out with extra fuel on the inters. Or you're on the sauce. For, like, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. <laughs> or And if you are a wee bit unsure, just look to see what your two biggest rivals are doing and go, oh, okay, they're all on sauce. Maybe we'll put some sauce on too. But they tried. They tried to hold on a little bit. It's, no, it'll work. It'll come back. It'll come back to us. Like, yeah. Well, they'd fuck. Well, what do you mean come back? To, come back to you. The conditions are getting worse. You're only going to be slower. But they're oh, it's they're fucking idiots. It's just classic, 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 classic Ferrari. Sergio Perez, who really needed to be uh, qualifying a lot higher than Leclerc, but okay, still above Leclerc for second place. In the uh, P9, Hamilton, who was looking good out there, but also it's about being the last man on track. P8, Alonso, P7, Ocon looks good out there in P6. Signs, he looked pretty good out there. Um, Signs is looking like the stronger driver, though, recently, like so. Yeah, I mean, he's making the flirt, like, which, is, which, is, which, is, which is hilarious because the both has been at intervals, but. I mean, Ferrari in general. I'd love to see the end of your debrief. <laughs> It'd be a nine-hour discussion about strategy. That's it, yeah. And then another nine-hour about the drivers crashing. Like, it's like that meme where Spider-Man's pointing and blaming the other people. Yeah. It's your fault. It's your fault. It'll just be a load of, like, um, slides to say do's and do nots. <laughs> do's and do nots. Uh, Norris in the P5 good also look good. good. Yeah. Uh, Russell also pretty strong. Well, he sort he solidified his third place with a red flag, didn't he? So debatable. I just part of, the minute that happened, I was like, oh, that's a because uh, obviously everyone knows Magnuson will not hold on to that, but. 
yeah, I mean, it's felt Rosberg-esque or Perez-esque. Yes, I think we'll get to the latter later on, I think. Yeah, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, you've got a good result. Uh, that's just, you know what I mean? You can just bin it and then that's end of day. Yeah. Max Stappen, P2, out-qualified by the last man on track, Kevin Magnussen. Oh, well done, Kevin Kevin Magnussen, on his first pole in Formula 1. Yeah, great. I loved it. It was actually really nice to watch when they started celebrating, realising that no one can improve because the conditions have worsened. Class. Absolutely yeah. class. Just on the right tyre at the right time before the... Uh, Everything had changed. It's just nice to see it. I think Haas needed that. Yeah, definitely. Big time. And the and the grid was a Haas sandwich. First one in one in pole and one in la, and last place. <laughs> hmm. Which driver would you keep in this team for next year? <laughs> the one who shows where our car really is in twentieth. <laughs> Obviously. It's just mad, isn't it? Mad, it was mad qualifying, but well interesting. I mean, Kevin Magnussen getting polled, great, great for the sport yeah. as well. Just nice to see something different. And that was qualifying. It was. Have no doubt well. I know. I keep forgetting to put it in. That's what she said. <laughs> that is what she said. Let's break it down. Let's go into the sprint. Another great session. Yeah, what a excellent sprint race that was. Absolutely fantastic. A few incidents here and there. Uh, some notable people touching each other. Someone lost their wing, their wing thanks to their friend. I mean, I mean there's a, there was a couple. I mean, but the penalties, there was only two. Stroll received the penalty, a 10-second time penalty for dangerous manoeuvre. Yeah, he forced uh, Vettel to the grass and uh, continued his streak of trying to murder former world champions. If you can't buy them, kill them. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, hopefully, his, dad, his dad's employing them. His son is killing them. <laughs> yeah. So, it's the, it's the, the Aston Martin motto. Yeah. Like, his interview after was fucking hurt. He's just like, uh, I, I I haven't seen it. So, and he was just sweating like fuck. He was like, oh, I haven't seen it. Don't know. Unbelievable. Just shocked. Absolutely shocked. And the other penalty of the session was Alonso received a five second time penalty for causing a collision. Yeah. Um. So he wasn't very happy. Um. During that sprint race, I don't think. It's some interesting radio calls as well. Yeah, like Alpine qualified quite well and then had a fucking horrendous sprint. <laughs> like, it possibly couldn't have went any worse for them. Yeah, definitely not. Like, lap one, turn four, and there's Alonso trying to run the outside of Ocon and then gets pushed onto the curbs and then slightly touches the side of Ocon's car. And then, oh, what happens? He tries to overtake Ocon just before the straight and boom, loses his front wing. Um, this is mad, isn't it? Mad. Who, 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 who do you think was a fault for both of them incidents? Um, I think, I think, I think the first one is a turn four. Oh, they're just both to blame, I think. Yeah, I think so as well. 
Ocon had the line because he was running a bit wide, and you do have to run a bit wide there. All yeah. drivers do it. And then Alonso was just basically like, fuck this, I'm going. <laughs> and just sent it. I, I mean, I think they're both to blame. but They're both as bad as each other, to be honest. They're both uh, scrappy. But gone of the day is about fight like a lion and helping each other out. Jesus Christ, there's some yeah. big uh, dynamic changes within that team. Um, obviously, it's some it of the reasons for Alonso leaving, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just like basically just everyone just was like, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. I'm going to do what I want, you're going to do what you want. That's it. I mean, definitely what we're seeing at the end of the season is uh, a lot of teams are just not great dynamics within the team. It's really coming, like, it's really surfacing, isn't it? It's coming to the boiling point where you can see now the cracks within the teams (laughs) visibly on TV. (laughs) What's not working? And why they might not be winning anything. Yeah, you usually see these things like behind the scenes or like in documentaries, not like live on TV where you can see like teams literally falling apart. Yeah, I know. And we're not talking about Drive for Survive, Jesus Christ. That, that they they fantasize their own. Well, I I, I Drive Survive this season that like the Netflix people here are making that are probably wanking themselves silly, like, oh, there's so much drama and I oh we can't wait to make all this up. Yeah, we don't have to make any. We don't have to make anything up this year. Yes, I bet they do though. Like we're hearing about some weird rivalry that doesn't exist, and yeah. sort of finding out about the I don't know the, what's going on behind Alpine's yeah. closed doors. They'll probably have like um, Vettel and Schumacher fucking despise each other. <laughs> like they yeah, don't exactly, speak. Yeah. Like, like... <laughs> Two bestest mates of Madrid. Yeah, they'll like cut together some sentence that like they've said about each other, and they'll turn to like this big ooh, and then you'll have Will Buxton there, like yeah, 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 yeah. You know them two don't like each other at all. You know it's really obvious. Like fuck off, Will, you fucking daft bastard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Moving into the sprint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, them two were the only two drivers who came together. Max Verstappen collided with Carlos Sainz. Yeah. Well, drove well drove into the rear wheel of Carlos Sainz. Yeah, he... Attempting to do an overtake. Yeah, he's not very good at those, is he, overtakes? <laughs> well, here, Max is the best wheel-to-wheel driver that we've seen, according to his Twitter yeah. fan base, who think he can do nothing wrong. Yeah, well, not in uh, Brazil, because he's got a track record of crashing in Brazil into other cars. But it's not his fault. Because you know what the rule is, Dom? If Max comes near you, you just have to move out of the way. Yeah, but luckily for the sport, there's a handful of people that don't let that go on. And I think that the more drivers realise that that's what they have to do, we'll see a different we'll see a different side of him next year. I think. I think the amount of drivers that will take a lead from some from one driver if they follow one driver's lead, you'll see a very very different Max Verstappen next year. Yeah, well, let's see. I'm not sure. I, one thing I want to say about the sprint is um, I got fed up of listening to the commentators telling us how good the sprint was. I'm like, I am watching it. I get, I get it. It was good, but please, let's focus yeah. on what's happening on track and rather than just telling me that it's a great sprint and we should keep it. Like, and, even, it. and even and even Ted's notebook after was like, was not the best sprint game we've had all? It was like, fuck up. We know it is. Yeah. We, we, we all watched it. Stop yeah. telling us it was. I, yeah, I don't get to my race weekend and then just watch Ted. <laughs> yeah. Don't watch any race. Yeah, I, I don't watch a race and then 
not think of anything about it until they tell me what to think. Unbelievable. It was good, though. First five laps yeah. were really good. I mean, it, you would think it might be boring with uh, no... Well, that's the other thing about this this sprint. You would think it'd be boring that there's no pit stops and there's no way uh, sort of the order will change. But the order was always going to change because we had... Uh, Kevin Magnussen was in pole. We had cars slightly out of position on the grid. So it was always going to be interesting for overtakes because the faster cars that like Perez and Charles Leclerc, in theory, should move through the pack. In reality, not so much, but okay. Yeah. But it was always going to be interesting, wasn't it? Just to see people uh, try and make their way back, way, their way back through. But yeah, yeah first um, five laps were really interesting. Just a lot of action. Really good to watch. Yeah. Uh, again, another Hamilton, brilliant Hamilton drive in the sprint, come from eighth to finish third. You know, again, just shows he absolutely loves this track. Yeah. I mean, he's phenomenal here, isn't he? Absolutely phenomenal. Well, he's phenomenal most most tracks, I hasn't he? But Brazil is obviously a standard for him. Yeah. Um, Kevin Magnussen was funny. He was like, "We knew starting from pole that our battle would be seventh and eighth. <laughs> They're like, "That is that must be so demoralizing." Yeah. <laughs> you're you're sitting there on the grid, pole position, going, oh, "I'm fighting for seventh and eighth today." Woo! <laughs> Things that you only just have to hold on. That's the, it's like it's not many laps. It's all about holding on. And a couple yeah. of safety cars, he might have managed it. Do you know what I mean? A couple of safety cars takes about five, six laps out of the race for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah. But uh, Go ahead. And say so the other interesting thing was just difference in tyres. Like, I was very surprised at the tyre call. At what for? Yeah. Well, we know, we know why they did it. And um, we'll discuss whether it worked or not. Because <laughs> it fucking, because it fucking did it. <laughs> yeah, definitely didn't. Well done, Red Bull strategy. Didn't know you hired Ferrari for the day. <laughs> and we'll put this decision over to Ferrari. Ferrari, would you like to have a word? <laughs> hold on, while we hold on, while we spin our strategy wheel. <laughs> I'm a go with Plot F. Ooh. Oh. To be honest, Red Bull, we were thinking going with hards, but uh, I know that might be a bit too risky for you. So I would middle ground, go medium. Mediums, yeah. We we were caught. We seen a, we seen a cloud seven miles away, and where we're thinking about enters, but we we think the medium is might hold. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Well, it made it interesting. Yeah. Um, we so, do the rundown. Yep. Yep. Let's do the rundown. So. I'll do 20th to 11th. So in last place, a DNF for Alexander Albon. Unfortunately. Poor Alex. In 19th, shock, Nicholas Atifi. He had a pretty slow um, sprint race. Like a very, very slow 76 seconds off the lead. Did he not get the memo that it's called Sprint? No, I think he was um, tire managing. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, 18th, Fernando Alonso, after his horrendous sprint day, all ruined by his friend, who finished in 17th, Esteban Ocon. Pretty, pretty fucking dreadful day for Alpine. Like, uh, a horrendous, a horrendous sprint race. Otmar must have been livid. <laughs> 
16th, Lance Stroll, who was bumped down after his 10-second penalty for um, trying to murder Vettel. 15th, Yuki Snowden. 14th, Valtteri Bottas, just finishing behind his teammate, Guan Yu Zhu, or January Yu, as Don calls him now, in 13th. Mick Schumacher, he, to be fair, done well coming from 20th to finish in 12th place, just outside the points. And then in 11th, Danny Rick. Yeah, I'll go from 10. In at 10, Pierre Gasly, who obviously starting much further back and made a few places, looked pretty good. Sebastian Vettel, after surviving an assassination attempt. Yeah. In at nine. Yep, after surviving an attempted murder. <laughs> Evan Magnuson. Yeah, I mean, holding on for dear life. <laughs> yeah. P8. <laughs> but, all importantly, he scored that one fucking point for Haas. That one yeah. point. That's what Gunter said. We had one more point than a few hours ago. That's all, that's all I care about. That's all that matters. This is the math. They're going up, not down. Uh, in at P7, Lando Norris. Yeah, I mean, he also fell back. They didn't look like they had the, any sort of race pace. The uh, McLarens. Then uh, Charles Leclerc, who needed to finish it ahead of Perez. In at six. Perez in at five, just ahead. Who's not really flying away with it either. No, 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 no. Five. Yeah, then um, maximum strap on in at four. Yeah, that must have been devastating for his uh, Twitter following to see him not in the top three. Yeah, I mean, he had the collision, lost front wing. Then obviously, I mean, you need a lot of front wing on this course. There's a lot of uh, like sharp S's. Yeah, no front wing uh, after basically crashing into signs. Yeah, which was uh, signs' fault. Yeah, of course. I mean, Max never makes mistakes. Did you not get the memo? I just, I just choose to ignore it. Then uh, Lewis Hamilton, uh, great considering he was in P eight. Um, still had he still had to overtake Max Verstappen. So good yeah. job. Carl Sainz, great day. I think he if the, if the laps were any longer, he would have lost out to Hamilton. I think. Yeah, yeah, a couple of extra laps, Hamilton would have got him. Yeah, hundred percent. And driver of the sprint, George Russell. Mr. Saturday. Mr. Saturday, yeah. Mr. Saturday, yeah. Um, not his first official win because it's only a sprint, as they reminded him. So I thought it was a horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just, just, metal. Let, just let the guy enjoy the fact he's won a race. And I you're know. like, oh, well, then you run a sprint race. Doesn't even count, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, but... Fair play, George. He handled it well. Uh, good overtake of Max Verstappen. Yeah. Lead, and then after that, he wasn't even troubled. He just went away, as obviously the Mercedes were unbeatable. I have to say, his battle with Max was really good. Just patiently took, waited and took his time. And, I really uh, enjoyed that his overtake was carbon copy of Lewis Hamilton's last year. Yeah. Well, it was also quite similar to... Um, he tried a couple of times before where Max tried later on and you know what he backed out so he didn't cause an accident like yeah. he did against signs for example yeah like and... exactly he went in the exact same angle but pulled out because he realized that the door was closing 
risk. Yeah, unlike and that's good race craft, race craft unlike a certain driver, which we'll discuss during the race. Yeah, I heard someone interesting come out and say they reckon uh, George Russell is just as aggressive on track as Max Verstappen, but he's just more polite. <laughs> They're quite like. I just reckon it's because he's not a fucking bellend. Well, exactly. He also knows when when there's a gap or not, where um, Max does not. Yeah, because you see, he was proper like on the inside, and then just was like, nope, nope, I don't need it. I don't need it in here. I've got plenty of time to get him. Yeah, really mature drive from George in the sprint. Really mature, but it's going to be good to see in the future. Yeah, and it's good to see like that Mercedes car looking really good. Yeah, just la- last races of the season. I still don't think their car is fast. Like, to, I, I think they were lucky with um, Max picking up damage, Rebel getting their setup a little bit wrong. Even the last two races, Ferrari turned their engines down. Um, they turned the engines down, but they give him a power unit change anyway. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, why don't you just ride it out then? Are you going to change the engine anyway? Exactly. Right. Like, like, fucking. Ferrari are hilarious. Just, just imbeciles, mate. Just absolute imbeciles. But I don't think um, Mercs are quite there, 100%. But uh, they're picking points up big time now. Though, yeah. So. Big see. points. Big points for the constructors as well, as we'll discuss. So, moving on. Moving on to the main event, the race on Sunday. And we thought the sprint was good. I thought this race was even better. It was fantastic. Really great race. There was a bit of a low in the middle. We were like, oh, all right, that's it. But it picked yeah, back up. We actually were even talking about it when we were watching it. We were like, oh, this is just going to fall into just fucking folly taller now until the end. It's just going to be pretty boring. Uh, before we talk about the race, I just want to say update on our F1 play scores from the weekend. Mm-hmm. So, very poor weekend from all of us. Well, none from me because I had no phone. So last in, month. So in third place, Dom had zero points out of ten because he didn't do any any predictions. <laughs> Though he was tied for second place with Dougie, he had zero points. <laughs> and I was in first point, first place. And uh, do you want to know how many points I got from the weekend? One. One. I got the fact that there was a safety car. Yes. <laughs> I got everything else wrong. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. I'm sure that we absolutely nailed it. <laughs> I'm so glad I got my phone back to make a prediction for the last race. Yeah. Uh, I hope we smash it. Yeah. One last chance to win a trip to a VIP trip for two to the races. If anyone else is not doing it, get on it because costs nothing so yeah it's free to play and it's just a good laugh and see if you actually it's a, it makes it interesting when you have a wee bit of a stake in it and you're like yeah. ooh, exactly but yeah, but yeah what a race what a race uh i'll go through the penalties yeah um Gassi and was... here and welcome to dom's penalties oh. Oh. Dom's penalties. <laughs> penalties brought to you by Dominic Nicholas. <laughs> First penalty. <laughs> Gasly received a five-second time penalty for speeding in the pit lane. 
What what is like the FA clearly hate Gasly. Yeah. It's like every race they're like, fuck a penalty, you're getting a penalty, you have to come to the stewards, you're gonna get points or license again. Like people people think it's because he spoke up against the FAA and the stewards. That's why he keeps getting all these penalties. To do with Japan, where he was complaining about the um, tractors being on track. Yeah, and there's I think there's been another occasion where he's went to the FA and Stewart and had words with him. Because right, because he should get he should get points in your license for being a dangerous driver or doing something dangerous, and he's not done anything overly dangerous in my eyes. No, um, I don't think so. But I mean, I just don't understand the agenda of the FIA because they seem to be investigating weird things. Like, did you see that uh, pit lane infringement? Uh, not pit lane infringement. Did you see the starting procedure infringement? Yeah, from the sprint race where they had three three drivers, but none of them were... It's because the sensor on the yellow strip because some drivers... Because Hamlin parked behind it. <laughs> they were like, Infringement! <laughs> You've been investigated. You've been investigated. I'm sure there's just like dedicated steward who's got his belt off his arms. They're just looking at Hamilton's car. No, no, I just think it's. I just think there's just a steward sat there and there's a dartboard in the wall. And instead of of points, it's just drivers' names, but Hamilton's name appears and Gazi's name appear there more than others. And they just go. We we need it. We need it. We, we need to investigate some today. Bing! Oh, there we go. There's Gasly. Apple Tari Gasly's been investigated. <laughs> what for? We'll we'll is come this, back in. Is a separate dartboard for the reasons. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just. is like, why is he been investigated? Um, two seconds. We'll be right back with that. Doop. It's a five second penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, but, what, was... but, but, but what for? Uh, we'll discuss after the race. <laughs> Someone's been investigated. Uh, sorry, what is that for? Uh, jewelry. <laughs> no, we'll get back to you at the yeah. end of the year. <laughs> um, Bono, this is just uh, the stewards here. Oh, hello. Yep, uh, Liz Hamlin's been investigated. What for? Um, he overtook five cars uh, in the sprint, and we don't think that's possible. Uh, we'll see the church room after. Come explain yourself. <laughs> just every overtaken on the screen. So, Liz, can you just explain how you done this move legally? Oh, that's what shocked me about the penalty that Max got in the race. About fucking time you got a penalty? Yeah. I was, uh, to be honest, I was confident, and even even the the British commentators were saying that's a racing incident. That's uh, it's a restart racing incident. No one's at fault there, and if anything, maybe Hamilton. This was the British commentators, and I was thinking, I don't know. I mean, it could be either. It could go either way. But the but the FIA were quick with the darts. Just happen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Next next up, please. And that's Verstappen for for the penalty. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't we didn't hear um, our good friend John from Wheatley in the radio. 
Well, it's all about letting them race. It's all about letting them race. It's just, it's just hard racing. Fuck up, Jonathan. Just letting them race, yeah. Yeah, shut up, Jonathan. That's all about letting them race. That's all about letting them race. I don't want to go back to last year. Like, it used to do my tits in when they were <laughs> over on me immediately. Like, Max Verstappen would break just before the DRS section. Hammer would run into the back of him, spelling the race. Like, that's not racing, that's dangerous. Yeah, I know. He should, like, he should have more penalty points. Well, actually, how, uh, Verstappen has over double the amount of penalty points than Hamilton has in the last, like, since 2015, well, I read. Him, uh, well, Gasly's leading the board, and I think right behind him in second place is uh, Verstappen and, and another. Yeah. Sure. Um, but talk about this the five second penalty from the restart is. Yeah, it was a race incident, I thought, yeah. I thought pretty much, I thought, though I thought having seen similar overtake attempts in the sprint race before where the driver on the inside realised that they weren't going to make it, so they pulled out. That would have been the simple... Yeah. That would have been the simplest thing to do. Would be just to break. And then you always have that opportunity going, going down into turn four with the DRS to overtake. But, but here's question... For you is a question for you. If when Verstappen hit Hamilton, if he just went all over the curve instead, so he didn't have contact, Verstappen, I think Hamilton would have got the penalty for running him off the road. Yeah, good point. Yeah, because Hamilton would have stayed there, and they would have Red Bull would have argued that Verstappen had that position. Yeah, and he ran him off the road. And he ran him off the road. Well, <laughs> oh it also doesn't help when. The driver gets a five-second penalty, comes on live TV afterwards and says, I said the gap wasn't there, and I went, fuck, but went for it anyway. Hard, uh, right. Hard, right. You should be penalised for that as well. Hard, yeah, exactly. That's my, my point. How can, you, how can you have a driver come on t- live TV and say, I knew the gap wasn't there, I knew we'd make contact, so I went for it anyway. And the fact he says it cost him the win and me five seconds. Yeah. It was worth it. Yeah. He, it was... that man, cannot take Lewis Hamilton. He, for some reason, he changes the way he drives as soon as Hamilton gets near him. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I, for him to come out and say that he was happy to get the five seconds as long as Hamilton did not get the win. Like, what has Hamilton yeah. got to do with him anymore? Yeah, and that's funny. And the funny thing is, that's not even the maddest thing Verstappen said that weekend. <laughs> like, isn't the maddest thing he did? <laughs> that comes in. That comes in second place. That comes in second place. He's, 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 he's the fucking maddest thing that he had done. Like the maddest thing that he had done. Just unbelievable. Like, people were comparing it to when Lewis Hamilton did it in team orders. Lewis Hamilton did it in team orders when him and Rosberg were both fighting for a championship. Yeah, when he when he disappeared. Yeah. Fair enough, we're both literally fighting for it, and you go, No, actually, no, 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 yeah. I'm we, in this, yeah. He yeah. said on the radio in that, in that example, Hamilton said on the radio, he goes, Don't talk to me, I'm losing the chat world championship right now. I mean, he's right, he was, and he did, yeah, yeah. People, you cannot compare that situation to what we've seen in Brazil. Verstappen's already won the world championship, very bit of already, very bit of already won the constructors, yeah, by a mile. Actually, Stavon has nothing to gain other than devaluing the brand, making Red Bull look stupid, causing a rift in the team. I don't understand what he gained from that. 
Yeah, and pissing off probably his best teammate that he's had. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you can't say that's down to pride because he just looked. It made him look so bad. Just an awful yeah. true colours coming through. Yeah, and then the other side of Holland when you look back into it, when at, at Hungary when the team told him when told Boras that Hamilton three, and Hamilton came on and said, "If I can't catch Kenny Reckoning, we'll swap again." And what did they do? Lewis couldn't catch him, so they swapped again and let Boras let Boras get the podium. And that's when Lewis was four point four points behind Vettel in the championship. Yeah. But no, Max Verstappen, who's already won the fucking drivers' championship, decides. Because I think, which we all believe is his reasons, I think that you deliberately crashed a month ago. Well, this is another thing. Which, which by the way, has no effect the championship because he's fucking won it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I suppose for him it's the home Grand Prix to win this one. But you know what? If there is an ounce of truth to that story, firstly, Checo has done more than enough to, to support you. And as he rightly said, helped you win these championships, definitely. One race is not what is not made the difference. He's helped you numerous races. Yeah, he's Secondly, also helped Red Bull win the constructors for the first time since for the first time. But what uh, what was also interesting is if there's an ounce of truth to that, the FIA should investigate because he caused an incident on purpose. He caused a red flag on purpose, and Carlos Sainz or Leclerc was right behind him and he crashed into him. When he, yeah, it was, it was Carlos. It was Car, it was Carlos Sainz, was it? Because Carlos Sainz didn't see him when he turned the corner. Yeah. So they, Red Bull should be fined a great deal of money if they've intentionally caused an accident on track. Yeah, that's exactly. absolutely should be investigated. If there's an, even an ounce, it should be investigated to see if it is true. And a lot of people have the telemetry already. You can see. Uh, I've seen already uh, online that the telemetry has been shared around that uh, it shows that he accelerated too quickly here and it made him spin the car. But FYI have all this information. They can see with much better uh, detail if there's, a, if there's any truth to that, Red Bull as a team should be penalised again. Yeah, but... bastards. Too little, too little, too late. But why... But the fact he was like... His engineer went, let Checo past. And then was like, what happened? And then he came on and went, don't you ever ask me to do that again? I told you my reasons. Don't ever ask me to do that again. Unbelievable. Makes makes me makes me watch as a fan watcher going. He clearly thinks he's bigger than the team. Yeah. He's telling, he's telling the team if he's telling the team, don't you ever ask me to do that again. I told you my reasons. Don't ever fucking say it again. Any coach or manager in any sport with an ounce of um knows what they're talking about will always tell you no one is bigger than the team. It's fact. Yeah, it's like it's 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 like the Ronaldo situation in, in my now at the minute, where he's coming out and just fucking slating everyone. So he thinks give Chris Ronaldo and bigger than everyone. Max Verstappen. It just shows that Horner has Horner come Horner and Helmet have created this fucking <laughs> egotistical fucking angry fucking driver. Well, a thinks, child. They, yeah, he thinks he's better than everyone and anything that's ever been. They fed this child with more silver spoons. He's just spoiled. Like, spoiled. You can't like you can't have your driver come out and say that on fucking your team radio. I'm sure but, he got a telling off, but I also think he thinks he's bigger than the team. I, I yeah, no, I don't. I just don't think he'll give a fuck. No, I don't. I also don't think he cares. 
And then when he was asked about the afterwards, when he the reporter said it was just about Monaco, he was like, I'll let you make your mind up and then smirked about it. You're like, you're such a fucking dickhead. Yeah, exactly. Like you're uh, an absolute prick. It's smug as well. It's really fucking smug. Like, I just don't understand how you can come across like that. Like, how must that feel being in that team, knowing that he's just running around like that? And it's not like he has, like, charisma or he hasn't. He just comes across as an arsehole all the time. Like, so why yeah. would you want to work with or be around this sort of person? Oh, because he's winning the championships. He, he, okay, don't get me wrong. Everyone's in it to win it, but it's only going to cause problems, like, within the team. Like, that team is fractured from the inside, and it won't belong to the cracks. Um, either Perez will, will do something different, or they need to change the way they run it, because he can't go around thinking he's the biggest balls on the block. Yeah. Even even from from what I watched, Schumacher didn't do that. Schumacher no. let let Barrichello because he she, Barrichello let him through once to win a race. Yeah. And what did Schumacher do? Was it in Indianapolis? Mm-hmm. He let Barrichello through, which the thing they got fined for, didn't they? Like it's you, you can't laugh something like that. And Perez, you know, he just he literally just said it just shows who he really is. Yeah. At that moment, you're like, fuck me, this team's falling apart yeah I mean if I just wish that Perez was an ounce faster because then it would be a really interesting season to watch because he'd be taking wins off him and then he'd be in a position where he doesn't need his help and can be like why not help him at all do you know what I mean so yeah. when he's got someone coming up behind and he's got nothing to win then he won't be giving it all but so yeah unfortunately Perez is a really good teammate but it ain't going to last. And he ain't fast enough either, to be honest. No, no, not at all. That's why like, people are saying with Danny Rick going back to Red Bull, potentially a reserve driver, you might see if it doesn't work out well with him and Perez, you might see a mid-season switch. Because obviously, obviously Max and Danny Rick get on really well, don't they? Mm. Which I could be Danny an interesting Rick's just mature, mature enough and quick enough to sort of brush it aside. Yeah, but, I mean, Danny Rick left left it early because he realised he see he could see down the path which way it was going. Plus, Red Bull one of the smallest payers for drivers in, in, on the grid. They're all about young programs, but Max is not a young program driver anymore. Do you know what I mean? So he has been signed yeah. up big, but anyone that comes generally onto that team gets paid very little from the start. Yeah, but like, yeah, I can believe it. Like, how like it, it overshadowed what was a really really good race. Yeah. Well, made it more interesting. Just that people get to see his true colours, and I know the the devoted fans will never will still be blind to it. But still, just more more in our bank when we when you get into your conversations on Twitter. Yeah, I hang out to stop because I'm either going to get banned or I'll, I'll end up like meeting someone in the car park and fighting them. <laughs> but like, Thanks. no, that was that was a fucking horrendous end to a really good Grand Prix. Um. And congratulations to George Russell. I think we have to... We'll move on from the horrific Red Bull to the joy of Mercedes. And George. Russell Hustle. Yeah. Um, Mercedes' first one-two of the season. And the first one since, like, 2020 or something. Like, 2022 yeah. or something. No, sorry, 2020, yeah. Like, they were, like, like, they were, like, like, they, like they, they won the Constructors last year and were, like, going to win the fucking 
driver it and they don't have a one two all season. <laughs> I know, yeah. But you know, for a play Russell, absolutely dominated that. Hey, he literally it was like watching like a like a dominant like Lewis or like Max drive where like literally safety cars were thrown at them and they were like, No, we've got this. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's say to Lewis Sample, well, Russell Hustle, fantastic race. Especially considering it's a maiden win. But let's also be saying that Hamilton had a great uh, race. And to be honest, oh. he would have won it if Max didn't drive into him. Yeah, which obviously Max said. Exactly, yeah. Which is proven by Max, the world champion, if you give him any credit. Yeah, said, oh, costing the win. But I mean, what he was losing, like, not point two. Two tenths of a lap or something with his floor damage, uh, which you wouldn't have told. Would you? You wouldn't have guessed ten laps after the incident because he was just uh, he was he was just overtaking everyone. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> he was absolutely flying. flying. Absolutely flying. But they weren't the only people to crash either, were they? Because we still had we had Ricardo. God knows what he was thinking. But- yeah, like going on the inside of Magnussen at that turn. It's like, like first, like just what are you doing? Like, what are you actually doing? There's no, no real width on that corner. Like, it's in, like almost 90 yeah. degree corner. Yeah. And like, you like, can't go around the outside of the 90 degree corner because people are cutting it. Yeah. Danny, Rick, and Magnuson would have made it out. Like, they would have just drove away. But they literally, <laughs> as Danny Rick was avoiding the reverse and has, it just smashed into the back of them. And they're both were like, oh, God. Oh, that's all right. Oh, I'm going to come and collect you. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. And it must be really frustrating for Magnussen because, yeah, he was obviously not starting where he would like to start considering he got pole. But, I mean, he still might have been on for points when yeah. the race shakes out. And just to be reassured shunted by, by McLaren, Daniel Ricciardo, that's a shame. Yeah, stupid. Um, and then, obviously, Landon Norris went out as well. Uh, I feel sorry for Landon, don't you? Like... <laughs> Nothing. There's nothing he could do. He just lost power going in the corner. Oh, and then there's the clock. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Like, did he, was he touched or did he just lose it? I can't remember if Fry drives. Yeah, anymore. like prone to losing no, it. No, uh, Norris clipped his back. Norris like overstayed and like understayed in the corner, and then came out and then clipped the back of his back wheel. I'm amazed he saved that. Yeah, because that was that was um, to be fair, great recovery drive. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Consider like, like the finish four from that was brilliant. But yeah, and I think I should say probably another great, great drive from the oldest man on the grid. <laughs> how, how how Alonso keeps getting like the most severe damage anyone's ever seen on cars. And always picks up really good points. Yeah, our fifth is mental. Fifth like, is absolutely mental. Like he's like what he started like 18th in the yesterday, like yeah. on the Grand Prix, and he finished fifth. Yeah, fifth is mental. Ahead of Verstappen. Yeah, ahead of Perez, ahead of Ocon. Like we didn't mention Ocon's car catching fire either. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What a random thing, just sitting in park for a minute and he turned around his car just in flames. a massive hole in the side of it. <laughs> yeah. Where, where Alonso hit him. 
Alfonso <laughs> lost his win, but pierced the heart of his teammate's car. It, it would have been hilarious if the cars were on fire and the FAA were just like, no, you can't, you know, I can't touch that on the park for me. It's like, put the cars on fire. No, roads are roads. Rules are rules. Oh, you put the fire out. Fine. Yeah. Penalty. Great penalty. <laughs> Points on your license. We had a great from him. Just, I hope it's going to be a good year for him at Aston Martin. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he has said that, you know, Aston Martin aren't here to finish 70 from the constructors. They're here to win. Oh my God, they must be paying him some money. <laughs> so. Just, just in. Max Verstappen heads out at media and abuse after Perez snub calls it unacceptable. I'm literally, it just came up on my phone. So to admittedly put me down is pretty ridiculous, to be honest, said Verstappen of the media's reaction, because they don't know how I work within the team and what the team appreciates about me. So all the things I've read are pretty disgusting. <laughs> really? Wow. Yep. That ego is just growing, isn't it? Jesus Christ. They're going to have to get a grid slot for it. Verstappen says he and his Red Bull team need to be open and communicate better after refusing to swap positions with Sergio Perez and Sao Paulo. How is he blaming that on other people? I just don't get it. <laughs> it's fucking his fault. Yeah, exactly. The team needs to be better at communicating. Right. They've got nothing to do with you. It's fucking this, everyone else's this, fault. This is the funniest bit. We had a bit of miscommunication on Saturday and Sunday. Nothing had been said to me about a potential swap. <laughs> Unbelievable. And what? And then, so what if they did? Do you know what I mean? What has he got to gain? He wasn't going to win the race anyway. That was the, like he was in six. It was six for seventh, Brian. <laughs> We're talking about six points over four points for somebody's already won the fucking world championship. Yeah. We're talking <laughs> about two points. We're talking about two points. What is he on about? Miscommunication. They said, Can you give check with the players back? And he's like, Fuck you, miscommunicate this. Like he was, he, he just, we're talking about two points and he decided to cause a massive rift within the team over two points when they and mean then, nothing to him they mean nothing it's two points and that's that is another thing I don't like about him sorry we're going to throw a tangent here about first that but he never admits when he hit when he made a mistake it's never his fault but it's already somebody else's fault I get it if it was two points for Albon and Latifi because they haven't got any points for the entire season Max has got like 400 yeah, like he's already won, clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gives a fuck. It's like giving two pence away from your one pound. I don't care, I'll take the two B. Yeah, it's a fucking, it's, it's a joke. He's, oh, fuck me. Uh, I actually, um, that's, that just makes me, that just makes me hear the images of Checo's dad just looking really upset. He was normally it's really it. happy, like smiles all the time. What the fuck is Verstappen on about? Does he literally not realise that everyone who watched the Grand Prix he around the world listened to that conversation with him in the radio where he's like, no, I spoke about this. I'm not giving the place back. Let's do the rundown. Yeah, the Mercedes one too. You know, Burton see them back up there. Fantastic drive. Berlin from Hamilton. Probably would have won the race again. It's another thing where there's a victory slipping out of his grasp or something that wasn't his fault. Um, but yeah, great to George, brilliant, fantastic. Hopefully, this is the first one of many uh, of many, and he can get um, be an even better teammate than 
know, butt ass or anything was, you know, get the wins and step there, fighting with Hamilton. You know, Hamilton was really, was really happy about it. You know, it just it seems like Hamilton's just trying to get the team back on track and isn't bothered about his own personal record of winning every single season. No, which is nice as well. I mean, as a Hamilton fan, I want to see him win, but it's also good to see that he's just about the team. He, he's got nothing to prove, whereas some other people apparently have everything to prove. Yeah, like Hamilton's you know, done it all. Hamilton's been there, done it all. Yeah. You know. What what's what's not one on one race this season going to do them? Exactly. He'll come out next season play win like all races. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see. So I'll do the rundown. Let's do the rundown. I'll go twenty to eleven. So yep. just take a time there. I'm just moving the thing out of my way. The you've got ten minutes left. Notification. <laughs> the That's my how- screen. That's how we do this podcast. <laughs> You've got 10 minutes left. Go away. In the 20th, Daniel Ricciardo, after he shunted Kevin Magnussen, the pulsator, in the rear. That's what she said. DNF. Then in the 19, Kevin Magnussen, who uh, was only ahead of him because he was ahead on track when he got anal shunted. Yep. Good technical term. We've been reading up on my F1 technical. Can't wait to hear Martin Brummel say that next week. (laughs) Then um, in 18, Lando Norris, also no DNF. Yeah. As we discussed. Then, first of the finishes, the only person to be lapped, Yuki Sonoda. Yeah. um, About him being lapped. I didn't have a fucking clue what went on. I don't think anyone does. No, he got into loads of trouble though. Did you hear? Like he was getting yeah. so much abuse. He was like, "Well, I was yeah. told if the I'm under the understanding when the lights are green, lap cars can unlap themselves. That's the rules. So that's what happened." But I yeah. got in loads of trouble. Yeah, but then apart, but he says the stewards told me he couldn't overtake anyone. He wasn't. He wasn't allowed to go ahead of the safety car, so he had to sit and let all the other cars drove past. And then he, and he came out and said he feels bullied by the stewards yeah, in the FIA. He, that's hilarious. I feels bullied. We races one. <laughs> Unless you're Ricky Snuda. But like that's, that's Pierre Gasly. Gasly. Yeah, or Pierre Gasly. Yeah, yeah. But like, because I watched the restart and I was like, why is Yuki just moving out of the way? I was like, why isn't he allowed to drive? Why isn't he allowed to go past? I was like, what the fuck's going on? Because wow. you seen you seen like when he moved out to, to go past and then he just went straight back in again. You're like, okay, that's a bit weird. But obviously so the stewards were like told him like no no you're not you're not allowed to go. So weird. I, mean, I don't get it. I don't think anyone understood it. But it was just interesting that he came out and said he felt bullied. <laughs> yeah. Madness. Yeah. That meant uh, Latifi wasn't dead last. Finishing the year on a high. Without one just ahead in fifteenth. Yeah, Gasly in at fourteenth. Mick. Or also known as Michael Jr. Schumacher in at 13. <laughs> January close. January close in at 12. In at 12. Did you see um, Bodas was helping him during it? No, I didn't know. He was tell he radioed the team to tell Gorza knew when Latifi was breaking, so you overtake him. 
Really? Yeah, Bud asked him on the radio and said the TV's breaking really early in the turn, I don't know, like let's say turn 10. Yeah. He breaks really early in turn 10, so to tell goes on you to go in the, go on the inside then. Really? I didn't yeah. that. That's class. That's and then Bodas, and then classic. after goes on you, takes him a different power check, Bodas does him in the corner. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love Bottas. That'd be stays. So, yeah, January. And then, to be honest, someone else we've not mentioned at all, really, but who had a fantastic race, uh, Sebastian Vettel. It's a shame he didn't get in the points, really, because he was on, he looked on fire throughout the race. Yeah, he had a really strong race. He must have been dealing with the issues of near being murdered the day before. Like, I must have parted him through, so... <laughs> the pressure. <laughs> he must have been racing through pure rage. Yeah, I liked his comment though. After, after he was nearly murdered, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, near to the wall. It was just like okay. <laughs> well, other people were just going losing their mind. He's just like uh, okay. <laughs> Thanks okay. for nearly killing me. Okay, just near died there. Thanks, Paul. Good team at you. I still got to bring out a new range of grass cutters. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah. Own your own, own your own F one twenty twenty two car to cut your lawn today. <laughs> With your own four time world champion. Yeah. Woo! We've got the uh, four time world champion model and the two time world champion model. <laughs> yeah. The Spanish and, Bucks and, and the German. And their, and their, and their arch enemy, Stroll. <laughs> We've got the German built, manufactured, and the Spanish deluxe. Pick yours out today. And that's it, 22-11. And here is the top 10. So in 10th place, it is a tempted murderer, Lance Stroll. With one point for the team. One murderous point. One murderous point for Lance Stroll. And Aston Martin. Blood, blood point. In ninth place, Valtteri Bottas. Two points for Alfa Romeo. Going to see him scoring some points. Big up, Valtteri Bottas. Eighth place, Esteban Ocon. Again, scoring points really well for Alpine after their tragic Saturday. Seventh place, um, Sergio Perez. I don't really know what to say about him being in seventh place. He should have been sixth, but sure. We'll move on from that point. In sixth place, it is the absolute dickhead of the weekend. First happen. Fifth place, uh, Fernando Alonso, excellent drive from the oldest man on the grid and um, a survivor of a near-death experience. In fourth place, Charles Leclerc, but give me that fucking place, I want that podium. That's <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he, oh. he, was, he was desperate for that podium place. Oh my God, there's so like, I understand him asking, but there's a big difference between Perez <laughs> asking Perez asking for two points and nothing really to lose. And the championship all being wrapped <laughs> up. And Leclerc asking besides the given the podium. Yeah. Please, sir, can I have more? Think about the championship, guys. Give me the fucking podium. And science is like, do, do, do. Alonso was like, just have a second behind. They can't risk that. Yeah. Yeah, there's Leclerc four and a half seconds. Four and a half seconds. Fine. Yeah, but sure. All the slow down here for you, boy. Don't you worry. Good job. But then it was even funnier. Carlos Sainz came out afterwards and was like, oh, there was nothing on my radio. 
you know, everyone knows I'm a real nice guy and good teammate. I probably would have done it. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah he came out afterwards. I, 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 I swear to God, he said it. We done it. Without. Don't know. Or was he saying that in response to maybe him hearing about Checo Perez and Verstappen? Yeah. A wind-up merchant, which I find a wee bit more believable. Well, he's extra bull, though, isn't he? So. Yeah, Toro Rosso, no, yeah. He um, also risks Verstappen. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did, yeah. He had both Toro Rosso, wasn't it? They both raced together. Which is Alpha Tower, people who don't know who you're only here from Drive to Survive. Uh, obviously, uh, Carlos Sainz in third place. Great drive again from Carlos. Uh, Mr. Nice Guy, good teammate. Would have given a podium to declare if he was asked. <laughs> and, uh, in second place, Lewis Hamilton. What an absolute hero of a drive. Uh, probably would have won if a certain dickhead of the weekend didn't drive into him. And then in first place, he majestically held the lead. He was really quick during the important middle sector with no DRS, was George Russell. Held his yeah, weekend. He's brutal yeah. on a safety car restart. If yeah, he's he behind or if he's ahead, he is cutthroat. I mean, he pushed Hamilton right back into the Yeah, pushed him, yeah, pushed him right. And that, that's why Verstappen like, collided with him in the, in the first yeah. corner because he is. George Russell was like, just in this. Probably just yeah. trying one arm just with this at the back. Like, oh, fuck, fuck you. It's my time to shine. <laughs> yeah. Just, just like, yeah, just driving like above the hill, just. But I mean, it... For people that can't see that because it's an audio podcast, Ryan's got his middle finger up. Yeah. One hand on the wheel, just above the hill, facing backwards, end, the, end right into the Sky TV pod camera, just fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fantastic race. Uh, the sprint, the race, the quality, it just gave something. Every, there was something in every session. It was great. Yes, yeah, there was. Uh, DHL fastest lap went to George Russell. The fastest pit stop went to Red Bull. The only thing they'd done right all weekend. And driver of the day was Mr. Sir Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Who would definitely, because after that incident with Max, was pushed back all the way back down the pack to eighth and had to really take everyone again. And let's so, hope. With and I think, I think he's going to be on fire in Abu Dhabi and will hopefully win this weekend. And then that will be our last podcast of the season, our last official F1 Purple Rain 2022 season podcast, yep. which will then move into the F1 Purple Rain 2022 World Cup. Because <laughs> that's what we'll do. We'll combine, do F, we'll combine F1 and the World Cup. We'll both begin with F, so... Yep, we'll move from uh, one corrupt sport to the next. Yeah. F1 Purple Rain does beat the World Cup. Makes yep. no sense. Makes sense in some in some reality, <laughs> uh, but no, we'll continue doing a podcast throughout the uh, winter break and until next season. Uh, I think it'll be good to if me and Dom re-listen, maybe like our first couple of podcasts and see how far along we think we've came. <laughs> yeah, we do a re-listen. We will. Yeah. I'm going to put well, out a couple of the um, blooper reels. Yeah, we'll have some blooper reels out there. We'll do audio commentaries on our audio podcast <laughs> and see what it was like when we first started. And then hopefully we'll um, move on to bigger and bigger things next year. Yeah, a bit of Dom's news. We'll see. Yeah, hopefully there's, 
get a bit of news out during the break we can cover. If not, we'll just make some stuff up. Yeah, why not? How do you yeah, first? yeah, fuck it. We'll just create some vicious rumors. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe we'll have some of our F1 2022 game uh, league stuff going on. Who knows? Who knows what we'll do? Oh, we'll go quiet and stop making the podcast. Yeah, I also won't hear from us until now, until like March, February, <laughs> February, March time. Could be either. Let's They're like, see. hey, have you missed us? And then we'll, we'll have three no... Three months. We have zero <laughs> listeners. Exactly. <laughs> Woo! Starting, starting from scratch. And obviously next year we'll be called the um, Audi Heineken F1 Pepperin podcast. Of course. The official Audi... Uh... <laughs> Audi Heineken not percent podcast. <laughs> not percent banter. This is 0.0% bands. Yeah. Brought to you today by... By the podcast with the worst timing known to podcast history. Yes, guys. Well, thanks for listening. As see always, um, thanks thanks for sticking with us. And we'll see you for the finale in Abu Dhabi. Bye. Goodbye. Ciao. Adios, motherfuckers. Thanks everyone for listening. If you'd like to get in touch, please write into the podcast at f1purplerain at gmail.com. Or get in contact with us through our Instagram page at f1purplerain.